State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's good, everybody? It's our favorite time of the year here at the Black Effect. We're headed down to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. We're your hosts of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where the streets, the streets and, and politics, politics meet. meet. So it is Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, Mr. Lennon. We are observing and celebrating Kwanzaa right now. It's during this great holiday season, and we're getting ready for a new year in a few days. couple more days, man. We're going to be in a new year, 2023. You got to be ready, man. I'm ready for 2023. Shout out to Rich Life, you know, another Black-owned business. I'm minding my Black-owned business, Rich Life. I know that's Dope sweatsuits. Dope, dope. Got me feeling like, you know what I'm talking about? Ready for this new year. So you going into 2023 still not supporting Nike? Oh, no. 
Fuck Nike. I ain't going. <laughs> I'm going into I'm going into 2033 not supporting Nike. How I hear that. that. I ain't mad at you. I'm with you on that. I, I I won't be buying anything else from Nike. And you know the thing about Kwanzaa and this holiday season, um, and and what Kwanzaa means. And in fact, today is Ujima. The collective work and responsibility. Wow, when you think about that, like what it takes for us to come together and work for the responsibility of our community. Tomorrow is Ujama, as, as you've been telling me, make sure I say it properly. Um, and that one is about uh, cooperative economics, right? So all of this is about us bringing our money together, focusing in on, on our resources, making sure that we as a people take care of our own. And that's why Kwanzaa is so important. So whoever's out there, who maybe you don't know about Kwanzaa, you heard about it, but you know, it's not on the calendar and they ain't talking about it at your job or whatever. So you've not been exposed to it. Maybe your church doesn't really uh, um, observe Kwanzaa. Educate yourself and teach the principles to yourself and your children and your family and friends around you. Because these principles that if we actually follow them, our communities would be in a total different place. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you celebrating Kwanzaa right now, my son? I'm all into it this year, man. You know, I haven't really gotten into it other years, but this year I'm getting into it. So I love it. I, I just love the share and I love just the education. It's, it, you could tell that it's our heritage, right? Because we, we love community. We love family. We love things that have us interacting and learning at the same time. So it's definitely great to be celebrating Kwanzaa this year. Yeah, I've been, my family, I mean, we, we've always uh, celebrated and observed Kwanzaa, um, but you're right, as we get older, you really do start honing in on what's for you, you know, or what you, what your interests are, and I love that my grandbaby is being raised in a family that uh, knows and that her parents now also are exposed to Kwanzaa and they're teaching it, but speaking of tomorrow's principle around uh, cooperative economics, uh, Ujama. This is critically, critically important to us, and it has been important throughout this entire year. We've been focused on economic development, creating wealth, maintaining wealth, credit, and all of that. And so for today, rather than trying to find a new expert, which there's so many we want to go back over some of the episodes we've already done, some of the episodes that you all have already heard throughout the year. Maybe you missed one or two. You might hear something today that triggers you to go back and listen to the episodes. Um, we are uh, really sort of putting together a package where you can hear snippets of all the individuals, and not all, but a lot of the individuals that we've had on the show um, this year, throughout the year of 2022, who talked about our financial health and wealth, right? Our financial wealth and what it looks like for us to be a wealthy community. So I hope that, again, it triggers you to say, let me go back, listen to the entire interview and share it with others, with your friends, your family. You know, Earn Your Leisure, obviously, is one of those that you will hear from. Listen, go sign up listen in, go to some of their classes online. And there's so many other individuals uh, that 
you should learn from because 2023, especially with inflation and everything, the financial crisis that we're in, 2023 needs to be about us, one, doing for ourselves, being unified. We keep talking about it. Let's actually put it into practice and about how we turn whatever little bit we have into a whole lot so we can create generational wealth for our families. Sounds like the plan. So with no further ado, we want you to enjoy this episode. After this episode, it's going to be the new year, you know? So what are you going to do for 2023? Make sure that we are creating generational wealth. Make sure that we are educating each other. Make sure we invest in our money and we're not just throwing our money away. This is the time for us to switch and change the paradigm. That's why I've been focusing on Black-owned businesses and us investing in us. Because if we don't invest in us and we don't educate us, then nobody will. Absolutely. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of Black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yo, I'm hype. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed down to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with the Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and share it with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You will not want to miss this. Because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. That's how we own it! If you have a constant downturn for a couple of cycles or a couple of quarters, they say, oh, we're in a recession. My non-traditional take on that is that, A, we, most marginalized people have been left out of the global and really the domestic wealth building conversation. And so we don't really fall into the categories of government spending, of export, of, you know, um, big business. When I say big business, I'm talking about these trillion dollar businesses. We don't really fall into these categories. And so recession Mm -hmm. has very little effect on us personally. It's like Mm -hmm. one of the times in which we can actually just put our head down and be like, that's y'all business. Cause like, are y'all in a recession or are we in a recession? Because mm-hmm. you may not be in a recession personally, right? Even though on a larger scale, they're saying, oh, we're in a recession, but like, you know, is 80% of your wealth wrapped up in government contracts or exporting goods or services or even the stock market probably not to the normal person so you may not actually be experiencing a recession the real only space that you would feel a recession um, as kind of a marginalized person is a in job loss so to prepare for a recession you should have a candid conversation with your employer and find out their intentions are you all planning to lay off period, Mm. right? And then um, if your business, if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner or just a business owner in general, if you have business to business contracts, or if you have, you know, if your business relies on government contracts, you might, you will start to fill it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's very unlikely that you'll fill it in the housing market right now. As the housing market declines, people are still doing well. Um, Mm. And so it's only like those two areas that personally, people will likely feel a recession, losing Mm -hmm. a job, 
which we don't know because it hasn't the huge layoffs has haven't happened right we mm-hmm. had the great resignation but the huge layoff situation hasn't happened mm-hmm. and COVID prepared us for that. We're still in survival mode. So when people got laid off during COVID, a lot of people turned to entrepreneurship and things like that. And so COVID kind of prepared us for this moment. And so it's not going to be such a slap in the face as, you know, it would have been if, you know, pre-COVID era. When I hear main media talk about recession, I'm like, oh, welcome to the club. (laughs) Welcome Ah. to the club. I'm Uh, glad you guys are feeling it. You guys, like, when y'all are going through it, it's a damn recession. When we going through it, it's laziness. Like, make it make sense. When the math ain't mathing for y'all, it's a damn global crisis. uh, But the math have not been mathing for us for a long time. And we've been stuck in the survival mode. So we're going to make it do what it do regardless. mm Because we have no options. You know, we're going to stay in that you, we're going to stay thriving, our version of thriving, whatever our version of thriving is, we're going to stay there while they are up in arms and trying to push their fear on us. Mm-hmm. Let them have their fear and we just going to just continue to do what we've been doing. My best friend told me, look, why don't you go get into the mortgage business and be a loan officer? I said, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people want to buy a house, they need a loan. And the loan officer is the one who gets them a loan. So I looked in the paper. This is before you can go on the internet and look for jobs. Like I really went in the daily news and I used to do customer service jobs. I used to do salesman jobs and I saw all these jobs for loan officers. And I'm like, damn, I never noticed this. So I just picked the first three companies that was close to my house and I went on interviews and I got hired and I've been doing it ever since. So I didn't know what a loan was when I first got into business. No one teaches us about home ownership. No one teaches us about credit. So I never thought these, this was a field that you can apply for. I thought this was something only the bank could do and you need to have a master's degree to, to work in quote unquote banking. Everybody should explore getting their real estate license or getting their loan officer license because it's, it's, it's not expensive, first and foremost, right? To get your loan officer license may cost you 500 bucks, if that. Um, you have to take a 25 hour class you pass that class, then you pass the federal exam, and then you can submit your application um, to get a, your license, but then you have to get sponsored by a bank. Um, and there's plenty of banks out here, mortgage broker companies out here that will take a chance with someone who wants to learn the business. So it doesn't take too much time. And to get your real estate license, I think it's 70 hours that you have to commit to, and that's a couple hundred bucks as well. And you see there's thousands of people with real estate licenses, right? Um, But anybody can get licensed, right? That's the easy part. I think to actually now perform and do well at your job and become successful, you have to dedicate the time to educate yourself. You got to take the time to learn. You got to study your guidelines because you're dealing with people's livelihood. You're dealing with their life and you don't want to mess nobody up. So once you get your license is one thing, but I think self-education you know, Google, Google's your best friend, YouTube University, you know, there's a lot of paid courses and things of that nature where you can um, deepen your knowledge base of this business to go out there and be successful. So how did you also at some point realize that you needed to learn about discrimination, like redlining and all of that within the industry as well, so that you could help to overcome the barriers that black and brown people face when they go for mortgages? To be honest, keep it a buck with you guys. No, in the beginning, again, I just wanted to make money. That's all mm-hmm. I cared about. And, you know, 
the wild cowboy days is when I came in this business, the subprime crisis, mm -hmm. right? You needed a post to get a loan at that time. So for me, and I was taught by ex Wall Street guys, guys who got kicked off of Wall Street and they could just go in the mortgage business because there was no regulation. You didn't need a license at that time. So we were taught when I came in, I was taught by savages, to be honest with you. So everybody was a dollar sign. It, mm -hmm. I didn't care who you were. My thing is how much money can I make off the deal? Um, but when the market started crashing, I didn't have the education and the background to understand what I was doing was actually wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And karma has no expiration date. I lost everything during a crash. I lost property. I lost everything. I even lost my mental, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was one point in time, I wanted to kill myself because my existence at that time was tied to materialistic items. You know, you come from the hood, you don't have no money, then you're making all this money, you buying cars, you buying bottles, you're going out. And then when you can't do it no more, it's like, damn. Like, what the hell is going on? I'm a loser. Yeah, I'm a loser now, right? So when I lost everything, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me sit down and kind of learn the business. So when I when I got my mind back right, I started learning about redlining. I started learning about discriminating. I started learning, like, damn, how could they even allow us to do these type of loans, especially wow. to people that look like us, knowing damn well we don't even have the financial education. And I am a person sitting here originating these loans and I don't even have the education. Mm -hmm. I'm not even that qualified to give the loans that I was given, right? Um, so that's what really made me say, you know what? I got to do this business different. I got to learn how to deepen a relationship with the person. I got to learn how to um, value their needs because it's not about the money that I'm going to make. It's about if I help you reach your goals, the money is going to come. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really started paying attention to the history and things of that nature and started realizing the wealth gap that our community has in real estate. And now that's why you guys, what I'm talking about now is stuff I was talking about 10 years ago, mm -hmm. just to my client base of people who knew me, especially to black people, because now I'm dealing with people who are affluent. I used to work for Chase and I was on Wall Street. So I'm dealing with hedge fund guys and, and this, that, and the third. And I'm seeing how they're structuring their loans and their business. And I see how when my people come in, they're not thinking about having all these different trusts and things of that nature. So I started taking the information I was learning on Wall Street and just passing it down to my people. And they still couldn't really understand what I was saying, right. but I still was like, I was talking about it. So the discrimination and, and our um, time that we've been on earth of black people is just ridiculous, especially when it comes to lending, like the red yeah, line. And I mean, even look at the deeds back in the day. You know, in the 60s, in the 50s, and the 60s, the deeds were written in that people of color couldn't buy in these areas. Like, and it was perfectly legal. Like, it, it's crazy once you start doing the history. So I'm a home ownership advocate. I tell my people, look, I'm okay if you rent, but you need to have a plan to go out there and buy something because there's people that look like us that fought for us to get to the point to where we are today to be able to go out here and own and buy. You know, in the 50s and 60s, they couldn't do it as freely as we are. So why are we sitting here not pushing ourselves mm -hmm. to go out here and own? State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. If we think about numbers, um, on average, the Black American had the Black American who has student loans has about fifty thousand dollars in student loans, whereas their white our white counterparts only have about ten thousand dollars. So when it comes to things like fine, uh, student loan forgiveness, I find 
the lack of empathy in a lot of people because they just don't realize the importance of what college played in the black community. For so many, we were taught that that was the only way that we'll be able to advance socially, socioeconomically. Um, you know, we didn't have any other choices. It was either go to college, go to the military or stay in your neighborhood, which was not desirable to a lot of us. So school was, you know, forced down our throat, beat, beat down our throats. And then so many people realized that this American dream that we were promised as it pertained to go to school, you know, pay your taxes, get married, whatever, it is not, it doesn't really pan out like that. So now they're stuck with mountains of debt. 40% of people who have student loans doesn't even have a degree. So what do you think are one of the biggest mistakes that people make with credit? Not building it and not having a credit card. I can look at a thousand credit reports or a thousand people who have under a 600 credit score. It is 90% of the time they either do not have a credit card or they're utilizing their current credit cards too heavily. They go by 30% rule that we're taught to you know, stay under for your credit cards that can't be further from the truth. That'll keep your credit score stagnant. Credit cards are so powerful to your credit profile that if you just reduce your utilization, your usage to under 10%, your credit score will literally skyrocket. So let me break it down just for the audience sake. There yeah. are two important break dates. Break it down for me because I need, <laughs> you need There to are two important dates for every credit card that you have. So you, you need to just get a spreadsheet and write down these two important dates. Write down your due date and then write down your statement date. Again, your due date is when you have to take care of at least your minimum payment so that you can avoid any late fees or any late payments, right? The due date is really for your bank to see how much interest that they can legally charge you. Because yeah. anything that you carry over past your due date, you are pay, you have to pay interest on, right? So your statement date, again, is when your billing cycle closes. So any payments you make after that point or anything that you spend after that point is on your next billing cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So what you need to do, because it takes about two to three days to post any payment for most credit cards, just to be safe, I would always recommend to lower your balance below 10% at least three days before your statement date. Like make sure you pay that because again, some banks will take about two to three days for the payments to post. Any pending charges, will go on your next billing cycle or any pending payments will go towards your next billing cycle. So if you don't catch it at least two to three days in advance, you may miss this payment. Of so this then, statement date. Statement date. And where do you find your statement date? You, all you have to do is look on your credit card statement and look at the day, the cycle date, the, the cycle end date. So they'll have a span of 30 days, wherever, whatever month you're in. It'll say like this billing cycle is from July 7th to August 8th. August 8th will be your statement date. I'm paying on August Fifth or six. Right. Yeah. Pay oh, at least two okay. that two business days in advance to give it time to post just so you're safe. Do not spend anything on your credit card the day before your statement date or your statement date. So there's two days in, in every month that you got you, you should not spend on that your would be card. the seventh of August and the eighth of August. Right. Don't yes. spend anything. Don't spend anything. Um now the next day, you can run your credit card to the absolute limit. And as long as you pay it back by the statement date, you, your credit report will always look like you are the most responsible consumer ever. That is the trick. Do that. If you do that for, if you do that, if you catch your statement dates before they post next, um, you'll see that you, your score, especially because it's been stagnant, you'll see that you'll get a few points. You'll get a few points, depending on what your utilization is now. Let's say if it's around 30, I'm just saying for the average person, if they lower it from 30 to 10%, you know, of course, it depends on what else they have on their credit profile, but they can be they can be up to 
uh, 30 points alone, depending on, like I said, other factors of your credit report. But it's a really big difference. If you don't have credit, like if you only have maybe one or two credit cards, that's going to make a huge difference in your credit profile. For a long time, you know, people were making bad decisions because they just wasn't fully educated. So it's like, you know, you think that you have to, you know, sell drugs or you have to, you know, risk your life to make some money. But then you realize that you can actually make more money by doing something legal. It might take a little bit longer, but if you had the information beforehand, then you might still be alive or you might not be doing a 25 year prison sentence. So I think it's like life or death financial literacy. Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. It's, it's a life or death situation, right? The information can actually free you from the, the, the situation that you could put yourself in potentially if you don't have it. And that's kind of what we started with it. And I, it's funny because you kind of said like it's not hip hop, but for us it was hip hop. It was like we were hearing messages in the music and saying like that's a lesson right there. So it, it reminded me of the first lesson that we ever did. It was we used Jay Z, and when he said all black guys sports entertainment, it was like yeah, we really sat sat with that. Like yo, is that true? Like if we look at all the people we ever looked up to, and if they were wealthy, it always came from sports entertainment, and so that was a, a mission. But there's always something inside the music that we were like, all right that can be a gateway. We know there's something that is intense enchanting about the music because the kids listen to it. And so if they listen to it, let's find something that we can actually teach from. And so when we heard Beyonce say like, pay me an equity, all right, there goes a lesson in there. Let's teach about what equity is. And when little baby says, look, I ain't made a hundred million. I can't chill yet. Like, oh, there's a lesson in here. He, right? he, he's delaying his gratification for a later time. And so we always found the music as, as something that would be the candy. Right. And then we're going to put the medicine inside of it where we're going to actually teach mm -hmm. from those that position. And that's kind of like we kind of pride ourselves on. Like we're going to cover so many topics that you can find something that you're going to be interested in. Like for so long, like I said, even at J-Line, when it was like sports entertainment, it was like those are the things we're going to be. That's it. Like we're going to be a, a rapper. We're going to be in some form of entertainment or we're going to play sports. And so now when we bring on experts and people who are familiar in other different fields, it's like, all right, well, I never thought I could own a trucking company, but that seems interesting. Or you know what? I never thought that Airbnb could be a viable business. That seems interesting. And so we become like almost a gumbo soup of different different opportunities. And you know, we kind of live by that thing, right? In, in order for it to be something, you got to see it. And so we're gonna put as many people that look like us in these positions to tell you, like, yo, you can do this. I'm doing it. Here's the steps. I think that's one of the things, like you said, like from generation to generation, we watch people do things, but we never knew how. Right. When we're talking mm -hmm. about student loans and we're talking about debt and we're talking about interest and we're talking about cosigners, all these terms are unfamiliar to the 14 year old ear. But in three years, they need to know it. And so we mm -hmm. want to keep their, their mind sharp to like, yo, if you want to go that route, here's what you need to know. If you don't want to go that route, here are like a million different options that also can be viable for you in the future. That's real. OK, so what is cryptocurrency? <laughs> Crypto what is like what is it in a nutshell what is cryptocurrency in a nutshell yeah i mean crypto it, it comes in many different forms so I, I'll, I'll go through some different ones but i think the most popular okay. well i definitely know the most popular one is bitcoin and that's the that's the biggest cryptocurrency and the one that most people kind of you know recognize and, and and know about or at least they've heard about it's become you know a phenomenon um but i think the word currency is a little misleading because currency in order it has to have some some traits right where a currency is usually has some level of stability um and a currency is something that you actually exchange for some level of you know value or you know you you buy some things things of that nature it's like a bartering system where with bitcoin and a lot of other cryptocurrencies that's not really the case it's more so of a store of value 
more comparable to like gold, but a lot more volatile, meaning um, it's kind of hard to use something as currency when the price fluctuates so crazy. So it's like 60,000 one week and then next week is 40,000, right? So you can't really use that kind of as currency because it's like if, if my haircut is going to be $40, I got to be able to pay $40. I can't pay $40. And then next day, the haircut's going to be $65 because the price of the, the, the value is going up and down. So, and then also, you know, Bitcoin started at less than a dollar and has peaked at $60,000, right? So it's, it's, it's been the best return on an, your investment out of like any asset class in the last 15 years. So being that most people are looking at it as an investment, so they're not really trading it or using it as currency. Like, I'm not going to give you Bitcoin for a burger if I think that this is going to quadruple in value over the next five years. So the word currency is a little misleading. I, I think when you start to look at it more of like digital gold, um, that's something that, you know, people can kind of wrap their heads around a little bit easier because we look at gold and gold really has, and people say like, well, crypto has no value, but nothing really has value other than what we believe it has value, right? Like mm. even gold, um, Gold, yeah, it has some uses where you can actually use gold, but for the most part, most people are kind of just hoarding gold. And it's just always been something that has been valuable since, you know, thousands of years ago, and it has gone up in value. So we place value in gold, we wear gold. So people think that gold is valuable. But the minute that people really think that gold has no value, then gold's not going to be valuable anymore. But it's just been valuable for so long that it's been like a staple store of value. So you put, you know, you can have gold and, and store it and then it goes up over the course of time where Bitcoin is kind of like the same thing. I was younger, you know, my aunt, she's um, she's from Maryland. She had a bunch of salons. She was like that aunt that was like fly, you know, and I'm like, damn, she got a bunch of salons. She got all this money. And I knew that she went to prison for credit card fraud, right? She wrote a book called Charge It to the Game, right? Mm -hmm. I've read the book. I never said this anywhere else. She don't even know this. <laughs> I've read the book and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like she was given detail, but not too much detail. So I went on um, the dark web and I started researching. Wow. I found out all the information I needed. Then I found the person who basically I could buy the tracks from. The track has your 16-digit card number, your expiration date, your name, all of your information. It's like it's like an it's like encoded into like these codes. So what I would do is there's a machine that you have, you connect it to your computer, and you basically transfer that information into the credit card. You have to any any card that has a strip on it could be transferred it could be a hotel key as long as it have like a black magnetic strip on the back of it it could be transferred that information could be transferred onto the card and you could basically use it anywhere so customs basically stopped the package that was mm. coming to me and when they stopped the package they opened it and they seen what was in it they sealed it back and sent it to me so when they sent it to me i didn't know it got stopped and they just started following me from there they, they was following me for six months how did credit repair become the transition? And then also, have you, when you went to court the first time, did you ever have to face any of the individuals that you had frauded? No. Okay. It was so many, but no. I'm so happy I have it. <laughs> I have to. Uh, right. Because, you know, after knowing. Well, this is this is an issue that happened to me when I was in prison. I called home to my grandmother 
And she was about 70 at this time. Now, she's like, baby, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so sad. Someone used my credit card and I've mm-hmm. been fighting with the bank for the past six months. And right now I have no money. You know, I don't have anything. You know, they took uh, $17,000 from me and, you know, I don't have no money. The bank is giving me a hard time returning the, the money. I'm like, yo, so that hit home. I was like, oh my God, like. They're real people, real people. When she spoke to me and told me that, I was like, wow, this came at the right time. This actually came during the time I said, I need to do this five-year plan because this is what I'm going to follow. And I got that, I I called home and that's the, that was the conversation. Like that was confirmation for me. Mm, So you got into credit repair. Yes. So when I came home, the transition wasn't easy. You know, it was, it was hard. Um, especially coming from having so much, you know, at so young and then you coming home and you have to like rely on people. And, you know, so coming home, I was like, the first thing I need to do is fix my credit. I learned about credit while I was in prison. I didn't know anything about credit. You know, I learned how important credit was. I got a bunch of credit for dummy books. But at that time, it wasn't for me to fix people credit. It was for me to work on my credit because I said, what I'll do is, you know, work on my credit and use that to start my hair company or use that to start whatever company it is that I want to do. So when I came home, I did that, worked on my credit, got a bunch of credit cards. And how we started doing credit repair was um, I came home about, I want to say a year before Aisha. And when she came home, one day she was, um, she had a bunch of Western Union papers, like sheets to send out money. Mind you, she just came home. She didn't have no money. So I'm like, Aisha, what are you doing? She's like, I mean, I don't have money, but I'm just sending the girls $30 each because I promised that to them. I'm like, I know, but you don't have it. Like, you got to get yourself together first and then you could give, you know, because you're taking from yourself. And she's like, I know, but I promised them. I'm like, so listen, you taught me how to fix. She taught me how to fix my credit, actually, when I came home. I'm like, you taught me how to fix my credit. Why don't we teach, uh, fix the girl's credit that's coming home? Because these girls are about to come home. It was like six of them. They're about to come home. I said, why don't we fix their credit to give them something for when they come home? Because it was extremely hard for me to come home to, um, you know, adapt back into society, not having the things that I used to have. But my credit is really what helped me because I got that first credit card for 10000 I was able to use that and flip it. You know what I mean? Maybe they could do the same thing. So this $30 is cool for now, but let's give them something that's longevity. You know, so we fixed their credit with six of them. We fixed their credit. We sent them their credit report. They were so happy. One of the girls actually came home, opened up a whole spa. Like she's doing really well. Other ones do lashes. And the other one has a real estate company. So they thank us even to this day because we helped them while they were in prison. But I knew how hard it was for me coming home. So I wanted to do anything to help somebody because I, I wish I had that. You know what I mean? So, um, the girls told their husbands, told their sisters, brothers, cousins. So everybody just started calling us. This is before we even had a credit repair company. We didn't even think to do credit repair. Like we were just doing it to help them and to help ourselves. And people just was calling us to fix their credit. And we started like that. And it just became came crazy. Before we even posted it on Instagram, we were getting calls and we just used that as our money. We was like, okay, well, this is a full-fledged company. Like, let's do it. So content suppression is when um, you post something and it's hidden from 
a significant portion of people for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. One, the messaging might not be something that the platform wants to represent. And I explain this by, by way of like, people complain about conscious oppression on a platform like Facebook or Instagram, but that platform is beholden to the brands that pay them. Mm -hmm. So hypothetically speaking, if I'm a very conservative brand and I wanna market whatever I'm paying Facebook or Instagram for, and I'm about to spend $10 million in ads, and I go to Facebook and say, I don't want any Black Lives Matter content or any LGBTQ content showing next to my post because it's wasting my money. Then what do you think Facebook and Instagram are going to do? They're going to turn down the gay. They're going to turn down the Black Lives Matter. After that ad runs, they'll turn it back up. So that's the reason why they do that. It's like, we're going to get our money and then we're just going to hide your content for a day or two. Or collect collectively speaking, if there's a message that's being said that the platform, you know, the most of the people that are on the platform may or may not agree with, they'll hide it, they'll suppress it, they'll push it down. And that affects a lot of people's ability to get their message out. And in some instances, monetize based on what the platform considers appropriate. I, I feel that who better to actually have equity in the startup than the people that make it popular, right? Um, I witnessed you know, Clubhouse go from a $100 million valuated company to a $4 billion valuated company simply by the black community and the entertainment community coming on the platform and having conversation after conversation that was you know, screen recorded and went viral and no one got to own a piece of the company that contributed to all of those conversations. But let me, let me, let me tap into something that I think is extremely important, right? About black culture, right? And this is what I say about black, black people and African-American people in the United States of America. We are the youngest and smallest culture group on planet earth, right? We're about 600 years old. We're very, very small, but we're the most influential globally. Mm -hmm. And so what happens with that is we create and innovate at a speed and a pace that we don't even realize we're making like industries off of our invention. I tell everybody this, 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 these, these two examples that are very relevant. Um, the moment that Grandmaster Flash, DJ on two turntables and a mixer and looped a beat, somebody should have went to him and said, do not show a living soul what you just showed me. Let's go figure out how to make record players mm. because fast forward 2022 pioneers and techniques and, and, and Serratos of the world own DJ culture off his invention. Mm. We, we, we created the culture, but we don't own the infrastructure, right? That creates an enormous amount of revenue for a company. Right. And then the same example with like automobiles, right? The pimp my ride era, we got led lights and cars, star ceilings, TVs in the headrest, amazing sound systems, rims. Every luxury car in existence has all of those amenities now, but we don't own a Ford. We don't own a Chevy. We don't own any of those. And then use that in an example with social media. We give our clapbacks to Twitter, our dances to TikTok, our conversations to Clubhouse, our skits and all our comedy to Instagram. And we don't own Facebook. We don't own Clubhouse. We don't own Twitter. We don't own any of these platforms. So with fan base collectively, any person that's on social media should have the opportunity to own a part of a social media platform that they use, especially the black community. Because when this whole Black Lives Matter era came upon us, a lot of corporations promised to do a lot of great things, right? So think about the $86 billion mm -hmm. that Facebook made in ad revenue off a lot of the culture and content that African-American people contributed to that, to that platform. Now go to Facebook and ask them to take $6 billion and put it directly in the hood. Mm. Tell them to tell them to put six billion dollars in, in Chicago. Right. Or, 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 or in Atlanta. Right. In the hood with these young kids. They're going to say, get out of here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you miss any of those episodes, make sure you go back and watch for before the new year comes in. Make sure that you 
binge watch all of the street politicians. We had so many great guests throughout the years. And some of you just got here as fans. Some of you have been here from the beginning. Go re go listen to your old favorite episodes or go catch up on an episode that you've never seen before. But we appreciate you. Hope you have a beautiful year. We are the number one podcast. I'm my son. This is Tamika <laughs> Mallory. We're and working on it. Right. Working on it. 2023 right. goals. 2023 goals. I keep telling you we're already there. I don't know what's wrong with you. Listen to me. We the number one podcast. Okay. I'm not going to always be right. Tamika's not going to always be wrong, but we will both always, and I mean always be authentic. 2023, here we come. Happy New Year. Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 